all week long, I knew that we were going to read the Christmas story and talk about that, but all, all week long in my heart was the word hope. And I tried and tried to figure out, maybe we did figure it out and I just don't know it, how God wanted us to express hope, which obviously the Christmas story is all about hope, but I just felt like there was more. So maybe it's for one person, maybe it's for everybody, but I would just ask you, that was so strong in my spirit all week long, that you would hear this from the, the lens or the perspective of hope, and hopefully it'll stir you to, to a place of whatever the Lord has for you, okay? All right. You're familiar with this scripture, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whomever should believe in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. For God did not send his son to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. His son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, well, your Lord, if you've confessed him, is a gift. He's the greatest gift that mankind ever has or ever will receive. The gift that is Jesus Christ is better than the gift that is the eternity that we're going to experience in heaven. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about when the gift came. The gift came um, literally in the womb of a woman, prophesied, I think it's Isaiah maybe chapter 7, where it said that the one that would be called Emmanuel would be born of a virgin. Um, there are many, many, many prophecies of the coming of the Messiah. I believe the only prophecy that has yet to be fulfilled is the second coming of the Messiah. If there's any doubt in any of your minds that Jesus truly is Messiah, call me. So you can see from thousands of years, from multiple different people in different places, how Jesus Messiah was prophesied and told, God told his people Israel how they would know when he was here. And, and sadly, most of Israel missed him because they were expecting a kingdom that looked different than the kingdom that Jesus came to bring. So Teresa's going to read for us the story of Christmas, Jesus' birth. We'll talk just a little bit, and then we'll adjourn to refreshments. At that time the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed a census should be taken th throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Cornarius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from a village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel assured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I'll, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, 
has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, armies of heaven, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to all those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and the angel had said, and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were, were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. I read a saying. I think I've shared it with you maybe once before, but it's, it's so powerful. A man is no fool who would give up what he can't keep to gain what he can't lose. And I know it's, it's a little tricky to, to listen to, so I'm going to say it again. A man is no fool who would give up what he can't keep to gain what he can't lose. Jesus was a gift. Jesus, as a gift, represents sacrifice. Every gift that's really worth having costs somebody something, right? Um, King David went to... Uh, this just has just come to me as I'm speaking, but there's a story in the Old Testament about King David, and I think he wanted to build an altar to the Lord, and the place he wanted to build it was somebody else's spot. And, and he explained that to the man, and the man said, well, you just take it. You know, it's my gift to you. And, and he said, never would I offer something up to the Lord that cost me nothing, that he would pay for it. There was a great price that was paid for the gift that is Jesus to come. Jesus paid it with his suffering, the way he lived his life, the way he was hung on the cross, the way he was humiliated, spat upon, beard plucked out of his face, um, crown of thorns jammed into his hand, stripped naked, humiliated on the cross. The pictures are for us with the, the rags around him. He was naked on the cross. He paid a huge price. His father paid a huge price. Any father that could imagine sending your son or your daughter to die and suffer the way Jesus did would understand what a big price that is. But a gift is only a gift if it's received. And the price was paid that every man, every woman, every little boy, every little girl that ever lived could receive the gift. Some do and some don't. The gift isn't a gift that you receive because you're a good person. right? You could say... Um, well, Jesus died for me. I understand that, that uh, he died for my sins. I believe that that's true. I receive him as Savior. You also have to receive him as Lord. Some people think that, that if I'm in the top 51% of the good versus the bad, that I can receive the gift. But you can't. There's only one way to receive the gift, that is Jesus. That is that you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, that you would submit your will to his. 
When he says left and you want to go right, to the best of your ability, you go left. Because that's what it means when someone is your Lord. That you would believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. The faith element of the gift is that you would believe truly that what the word says about Jesus, absolute full compensation for everything you've done to separate yourself from God, existed in the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's gift to mankind. It breaks my heart to think that there are people, millions and millions and millions of people, that will hear of the gift and choose not to receive it. Because Jesus was flogged, beaten, humiliated, to take care of everything, not just our eternity, but our now as well, that we might have peace, that we might be healed, and that we might be saved. And when someone says, pray for me, or says, don't pray for me, somebody else needs it more, they don't understand that he took a whack for whatever it is that you're sick from. That when somebody rejects Jesus as Savior or won't walk with him as Lord, that he took a whack for them, whether they ever received it or not. It's the saddest thing ever that a person would not spend eternity with God because they wouldn't receive the gift. The gift was open when he was born, right? He, he was taken to the temple on the eighth day. There was a lady named Anna. She knew who he was. There was a guy named Ananias that God had promised he wouldn't die from this world until he saw God's salvation and he got to see Jesus. He knew who Jesus was. So, as the, I wish I could tell you the author of the saying, as that person said, a man is no fool who will give up what he can't keep to gain what he can't lose. Jesus says, if you want to keep your life, you have to lose it. Literally. He's speaking to his lordship. So if there's anyone here today, I want to ask you to come to the altar or raise your hand. But if there's anyone today that maybe didn't understand that that gift is for you, that didn't maybe understand that that gift is absolute and complete, and didn't understand that the way that you receive the gift is to confess Jesus, to release this thing that you can't take with you. Everyone, everyone, whether they're saved or they're not, is destined to an eternity. Those that accept Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in their hearts with the faith that God gave them to believe that he was raised from the dead will spend that eternity with God in his absolute glory, in the new Jerusalem, in heaven, just awesome. But the ones that don't are destined to an eternity that isn't at all good. It's horrible. It's weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's, it's lake of fire. It's horrible and it never ends. The reason that you respond is because God called you. Scripture tells us that nobody comes to the Lord unless that they're called by the Father. If you're feeling a stirring, that's what you're feeling. It's the Holy Spirit pulling on your heart that this is your time. All that said then, why don't we close our eyes, let's bow our heads. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever should believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son to the world to condemn it but to save it. A man is no fool that will give up what he can't keep 
to gain what he can't lose. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness and the mouth you confess unto salvation. Father, I pray the power of your Holy Spirit in the name of your Son, Jesus, that if there be a single person in this room whose heart you're calling on today, Lord, that they would unwrap that gift, that they would receive Jesus, the greatest gift that could ever be given to anyone, Father. I pray that they would receive him in their heart today as Lord and Savior, that to the best of their ability, they would walk with him as Lord. I know, Father, that they don't have to be perfect in that process, but that you look at a man's heart, not his actions. A woman's heart, not her actions. I pray that not one single soul that you send to this church and to this ministry, Father, when it's their time, not a single one of them would leave without you. Lord, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you for these people. I thank you for your blessing and your favor. Lord, I thank you for your power. I thank you for the singing and the instruments. I pray, God, that you are blessed today. Not just from this church, Lord, that, that there's light that's shining up from every little church, Lord, and even from homes where, where people can't get to church and senior homes, Lord. Every person who has you on their heart, Lord, that that would send just a beam of blessing up to heaven and would just make your day wonderful and glorious. I pray that you... Just bless us as we fellowship together, Lord. I pray that if there's any needs at all, Lord, whether they be for physical healing, for peace in a life, and, and ultimately, God, for salvation. If there's a need for a child that's not going to have a Christmas or a family that, that needs help, Lord, that you'll just bind up any spirit of pride or fear and let them just come forward and receive your blessing, God. Thank you, Lord. you have something you wanted to say? No? All right. Last thing, God, thank you so much for the sweets. I pray that every calorie falls off them as we pick them up to our mouth. All the good stuff that's in the veggies, Lord, I pray that um, the, that stays. Pray that you will bless this food and that we'll receive it with thankful hearts. And I pray it in Jesus' name.